This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. Old school, uh, it's March Madness, and that means the collapse of a lowering of the quality of play for the Big Ten. Nine teams into the tournament, and only two make it out of week one. Jay Foreman, what in the wide, wide world of Big Ten is going on? Uh, I mean, it's it's just part of the deal, you know. Part of it's like, uh, you know, Big Ten is very physical, and you you know you're playing each other and you beat each other up, but then also you're facing some teams that you haven't faced before. I mean, you saw it with the women's team, you know, you know how many times have they played a team like Gonzaga that you know, you know X, Y, and Z. You're used to playing a certain way, right? So you're used to playing a very physical type of basketball on the men's side and you get in a tournament and you get in foul trouble, it changes the way you can play. Um, you have an injury like Wisconsin. Um, and you know, and, and you know, Wisconsin have a Chucky Hebron that, that changes your, not only your offense, it changes your defense. And, you know, even though Chucky's a, a true freshman, he provided a certain, uh, level of leadership and calmness throughout the whole team. And from the coaching staff, you think of Illinois, right? Um, a team that I thought was actually peaking towards the end of the season and was going to be a hard out. Well, Kofi Corburn didn't play well. All of a sudden, he had buddy Butterfingers. He didn't play well. They didn't hit outside shots. The guards didn't, weren't as effective. And boom, they're gone. Um, so, you know, in Ohio State, you know, I think they just got off to a, a sleepy start and never could really get 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 going. And you know, when, you, when you're in the Big Ten, you you know you know you know if you do it one you know the first game, you know you got them again, or you. You know, you're playing, you know, the second game in a week. You know, you can kind of have those built-in excuses. Look, it's, it's winter, go home. And if you get off to a slow start, you get behind the eight ball uh, and you're not hitting shots and you never really get out of neutral, per se, uh, you can lose. And that's what, the, you know, happens. And, you know, you get in based on your regular season, which all those nine teams deserve to get in. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you get the, the draw and, uh, you know, and you have a style that, uh, you know, matches up well and you, and you end up, still being around like Michigan or you get sent home early, you know, like the teams I mentioned before. So, you know, sometimes um, it's a little bit better to be, uh, you know, a lower seed because you're going to play a team that's coming in uh, that might be around, you know, your same seed, but, you know, they might, you might have a style of basketball or a roster of players that they can't handle. And, um, you know, the funny thing about Michigan, they've been, you know, they went on, you know, hadn't really been consistent, but they still had the same pieces. So once they kind of found their like mojo, you know, you see them playing well and obviously, you know, see them going into the Sweet 16. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, where you're seated, uh, how you're playing and who you're playing. Uh, but ultimately, you know, you would have liked to see, you know, four teams out of the Big Ten uh, make the Sweet 16. Yeah, I mean, that seemed to be the number that was in my head, right? That, hey, right. Um, you know, half the teams advance, at least get to Sweet 16. And I thought they'd do right. some damage. But but who's the biggest disappointment to you? Uh, I'd probably say Illinois, right? Because they got a really good inside presence uh, in Corbin, and they had, you know, three, four guards, uh, you know, that played well all year, and they can play different ways, right? They can pressure you full court. They can beat you off the bounce. They can create 
Uh, they can finish. They can hit timely threes. And uh, Illinois played like garbage. Uh, Ohio State was a little different because everything ran through Liddell, um, and their second best player was uh, um, the freshman. Uh, I think it was like Bangham or Branham. And, you know, he really only really, you know, burst on the scene, you know, when they played us, you know, which was in Nebraska, and he hit us up for like 33, 35 points. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't say Ohio State, you know, I expected them to be there just because I think they're a pretty good, well-rounded team. But I think, uh, you know, they didn't play well. And, you know, Illinois, to me, was the biggest uh, letdown. Now, I will say, you know, Michigan State, uh, played well, but they just, you know, they played a Duke team that was, you know, played, you know, way better than Duke had been playing. Yeah, they were and, uh, so I, You know, so Michigan State, you know, more than represented themselves. Um, now, I can tell you this, Michigan State wished they probably had won a couple of those games in the regular season that they had lost or let go, which would have mean that they would have faced Duke, you know, obviously after the Sweet 16. So, you know, um, I don't think Michigan State was a disappointment. I actually, you know, I'm a big Michigan State basketball fan. I like the way they play. Uh, I actually think that they, you know, played a lot better uh, than they have been playing. But, you know, I would say the biggest disappointment for me would be Illinois in the sense of they had all the pieces to make a deep run. They played enough young guys as well to have the depth to uh, deal with foul trouble. They just played like hot garbage. Now, I will say the 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 bogus technical foul when they were on a run pretty much ended the game for them. Um, and that is true. I thought, I, I thought by no means was that a, uh, a technical foul or worthy of it based on how he dunked the ball. And if he let go, he actually probably would have injured himself in face planning. And he didn't hang on it. He didn't show boat. He waited till he was, which they allow, which they are supposed to allow you to do land safely um, for, to prevent injury. And I think it was just a bogus call. It, it of the two teams from the Big Ten who are left, which one goes deeper into this thing? Is it is it is it Purdue or is it um, Michigan? Oof. I mean, that's hard to say because uh, I would probably say Purdue because Purdue's rolling out there. Uh, you know, you got Williams, you got the big Edney kid. You know, um, you even got the I don't know. You know, the fifty-five can hit threes. They got Turner, the guard. Um, you got 23. I mean, they, they they got five legitimate dudes out there, and they, and they play D. They're tough. Um, the one thing I will say about the coach, he, he can uh, scheme his way to a victory. Um, I just think that I think Purdue will probably go a little bit farther, but I wouldn't be surprised by Michigan either because, again, Michigan has a big guy in, in Dickinson. Uh, they got two guards, and, and obviously one, the main one that's played really well is Brooks. Uh, they got a couple other guys in there that are that are legit, and you know they have a good coach in Juwan Howard. And so, I, I, if I had to bet, I would say Purdue, but I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Michigan make the Elite Eight and possibly the Final Four. So, um, look, and plus they get you know time to go back to you know Ann Arbor and uh, you know Purdue, and uh, you know game plan and get ready for you know their next opponent, get some rest, uh, get refocused and uh, get re-energized. So, you know, look, I, I look for them both to, to win, um, you know, their games, and then it'll be interesting to see who, who has that push to, to make it to that Final Four. It, it was funny because Shaheen Holloway said, yeah, we got dudes from New Jersey, uh, New York and New Jersey. And and 
I know Shaheen. I was like, wait a minute, bro. You got some dudes from other places. <laughs> so I want to point out the St. Peter's roster where for all the things that people talk about at Nebraska and, and, and about how basketball is being done now. So you've got, a, you've got a point guard that's from – yeah, he's from Trenton Catholic, which is a factory, but he also had to go to coffee, community college first. Um, you've got a kid from, from, from Wheatley Heights, which is real, uh, Worcester, Mass., uh, the Central African Republic. <laughs> right. Uh, the Patrick School in Los Angeles. Those dudes are a little bit different. Mali, our new savior school, American school. Uh, then you've got a couple of kids from New York, Philly. Then you've got kids from another kid from Mali. you got a kid from San Juan, Puerto Rico. you got a kid from uh, Dakar, Senegal. I, 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 look, I understand. you got two kids from from Senegal. Uh, listen, <laughs> if you can coach, no matter where you get your players from, they end up doing well. At some point, it is about coaching because none of these dudes are being recruited by the, by the, by the, by the uppers, right? We're not talking about any of the elites where are, are recruiting these kids. Am, am, am I, am I wrong in saying that? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, look at, you know, they, none of the kids were highly ranked. Um, but you know, he saw something in them and, and, and in those, those type of schools and those situations, you gotta, you know, coach harder and, and look at the, you know, St. Peter's is not a, they're not going to be a perennial NCAA tournament team, but they got a magical roster and, and, a, you know, magical group of kids that really believe, look, they're tough, man. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, you know, he said they look, they're from New York and New Jersey. They're tough. They're from all over the world. I mean, and the great thing about it, when you come from like Senegal and stuff like that, like, I'm sure the things that they've seen growing up is getting out there in front of, you know, 20,000 people and not backing down is just something that they've had to do every day that they, you know, grown up as, as young kids. And so if the coach tells them be physical and hold your point, that's what they're going to do. Do So um, they're fun to watch. They're competitive. Um, and, you know, they're tough. And, and, and look, like I said, it, Anytime that you roll the ball out there or, or, or hike a football or, you know, pick up a baseball, you can be beat. And and you can be, in, whether you, you think of it as being embarrassed or whatever you want to call it, you can be beat. You can be outcoached. Just because a coach is at St. Peter's doesn't mean he can't coach. Um, it's just where he's at right now. Um, there's plenty of great coaches out there, and they don't have to have the uh, – I call it the poser, you know, resume where, you know, you, you went here, you went there. And then, so that automatically make, you know, people think that you're a good coach. There's plenty of good coaches out there. There's a lot of coaches that are just happy coaching at schools like that. I can't speak for Shaheen Holloway, but I'm saying there's a lot of good coaches out there that know how to coach with those type of rosters better than a coach that's at a major university that can't coach, you know, like John Calipari, you know, he can, I doubt he can probably coach a roster like that versus he's used to coaching you know, nothing but four or five star, you know, coaches. So, um, look, it, it's, uh, when you get to the sweet, sweet 16, everybody's legit and you got to come ready to play. Um, it'd be interesting to see how St. Peter's handles the notoriety. Um, and, you know, even the expectations because look, you know, winning one game is one thing, winning another, not even sweet 16. Now you're thinking like, let's win this next one. So, then the expectations go up. And so you got to kind of make sure that you stay within yourself and do the things that you did, uh, you know, to win those first two games and, uh, you know, not get, not get out of your, 
your true self and, and mess around and, and have a performance not up to your standards. How you copy success, how you handle it. Uh, we'll throw it a break. We'll come back. Um, to me, one of the one of the low key stories. Iowa State. That's a story. They were they were two and twenty two, and now they're playing in the Sweet Sixteen. I'll ask Jay Foreman why when we come back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.